we have the ability to be ourselves because we are allowed to be. You know, we're not answering to anybody else. We don't have anybody looking and, and staring at us and saying, you got to stay in line or you can't speak out against this or you can't share your opinion on this. Like, these are, these are times where now we're having the ability to really speak our mind and talk, talk true about the fire service. I think for so long, a lot of times, shit was sugar-coated, man. You know, we didn't, we didn't paint the real picture. Or we didn't talk about the issues that I think really were thought-provoking and, and poked. And, you know, I know when I was a new kid 24 years ago, I mean, I thought, I thought it was one way because that's how you're taught and this and that. And then you start to come through the system and you go, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And, you know, that's, that's kind of what stemmed and spurred me to, to do what we do now is, you know, I think that 18-year-old kid, that 24-year-old kid in, the, in a non-proactive department that has every aspiration to be a kick-ass fireman, but his environment's not allowing him to do that. Now, more than ever, we can educate him that it's okay to love the job and it's okay to be into it. And it's okay to go after, you know, different ways of, of uh, instruction and, and learn the craft. Absolutely. And we're rolling and recording. We're rolling. You do your intro. This is your show. I'm hopping on your oh, show. Is it? This is oh, our show. Right? Hey, oh, show we get two shows. Yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. We'll cut in a new intro, but we'll use all the same content. No problem. Perfect. There you go. Sounds Perfect. good. Thin Red Line Radio Show number 30. <laughs> and National Fire Radio. With yeah. Jeremy, the one, yeah. the only. No, let's not go there. No, no. We, we got to edit that out now. We don't edit. No. We just put it out there. Raw video, good, bad, the ugly. And no, no, I'm excited. You know what I'm excited about, John? You know, it's funny. You just like the one and only, right? Which I think is just ridiculous. I think it has to do with my over-the-top personality. But what I love that's happening, though, we've been doing this for two years now, and I just love the amount of content now that's coming out with other personalities and you guys and different podcasts and, yeah. you know, different training groups and people that want to start making the fire service better, putting their stamp on it. I love it, man. If, if we somehow had something to do with that or we just were maybe one of the first groups to get out there or whatever, I don't know. But I love it, man. I'm happy the way it's going. I think everything's bringing value to the fire service. Really yeah, I, yeah, I think you I guys were the first you. one to go to go like all in. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's podcasts before you, but you're yeah. you're a platform, your media, your 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 brand, your live shows. Uh, Trying, you know, it's oh, it's awesome. Uh, you know, we're we're happy to be affiliated. We're we're happy to be on this side of your uh, crew versus the enemy side. You know what I mean? But the enemy side, I love that. <laughs> Well, you know this what I mean. It's a time of war, I, isn't it? I do. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. The, the crazy thing about all of this, right, is like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, stern and, and straightforward, and I know what I like, and I know what I like to do and how I want to portray it. And people sometimes get intimidated by that, or sometimes people are rubbed the wrong way about how we go about it, or we're actually bucking the trend of tradition, right? We're, we're mm -hmm. putting out content, and we're talking about things that maybe – weren't once talked about or, or sharing our feelings a little bit more and saying, Hey, we need to, we need to adjust. We need to adapt. I don't know what it is. People, some people don't like us or like me for whatever reason. I don't care, man. We stay the course. It's all about putting out content that betters the job. That's it. So Sean and I've been working on social distancing from day one. So this is nothing new for us. This whole yeah. COVID-19 Corona yep. Chinese virus, oh, yeah. whatever you want to call it this week, whatever. But uh, it's, it's definitely a new, new for us, um, for our nation, you know, on a, on a grander scheme, 
what everything is going on with the amount of people losing, losing their jobs, potential yep. for losing their houses. Yep. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this government. And Sean and I, just before you, we recorded a quick podcast and a buddy of mine that's a police officer. He's also a volunteer fireman brought up, uh, he goes, listen, if you guys want to discuss something, it's, how about discussing the fact that now everybody's going to start moving back into, into their houses, into others' houses because they're mm-hmm. losing it. What about the hoarding aspect of toilet paper, of everything else that comes with them? Now, how do you take one house and move it into another without losing everything? What about the people that have already uh, stored their ammunition or their wood pellets or all that stuff or the guy that's storing gas in his uh, – in his living room. Yeah. These are going to be fire service issues. We're going to be dealing with for months after the coronavirus goes away. I think before the, it rears its yeah. ugly head again in the fall or something. Yeah. I just heard that tonight. I think that's outrageous. I mean, this whole thing's outrageous, right? But no, it's totally- here's the thing, you know, three weeks ago I was, you know, we were laughing. We were laughing about it. Like it's overplayed. It's overblown. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's the flu. Right. And, and now here we are, I think where John, you and I, we were talking about this before we went on air, but you know, where we are, we're ground zero, man. I mean, you know, we're 10, 15 minutes outside of New York City. I mean, this is this is ground zero for where it's happening. And it, well, now it, we are because traffic's really diminished. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's um, unbelievable. People. I, I normally leave my house at six o'clock because I have to in order to get into work for seven. Sure. Right. Because I start at eight. I like getting in early. Now sure. I can leave 6.30, maybe 6.45, and still make it to work early now because I can't go in. I can't go in really. They want us waiting before, just before the bell rings, do our swap out, and that's it because they don't want us communicating or having that, you know, interaction because you never know who's bringing it into the firehouse on, our, I, on our days off. I'm glad you touched on that because I think that's part of the conversation that we need to go towards tonight. But I want to get back to, you know, the fire service issue. Where I was going with this is because we're ground zero where we are. I mean, we're really seeing the implications of it right now. And there's other parts of the country that really don't understand um, what's happening here. And they're going to. It's only a few weeks out, and it's, it's the trickle-down effect. It's going to work its way from the major metropolises to the center of the country. I mean, it's just it's only a matter of time. And you're right. The fire services have to deal. We have to deal with all of that. And from fire-based EMS to the EMS platform to the police officers, everybody's dealing with it on the front lines, but we're dealing with the illness. The, the trickle-down is going to be what you're talking about. You know, um, things that are going to start affecting us um, on the fire ground, how we operate, um, different types of setups. I mean, you're you're talking. I mean, you're talking. A lot of people potentially could lose their homes, foreclosures, um, and so on, which will rise in arson, which will create exactly uh, derelict conditions, which will create dilapidated properties, which will. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it absolutely is a trickle down. Poverty equals fire, unfortunately. Yeah. And there's, been, there's yeah. been a study. I'm not being racist or prejudiced or anything else, but there's an actual study out there from the NFA and USFA that poverty and fire, they, they coincide hand in hand with the, with the amounts of uh, occurrences. Yeah, I, I don't need a study to tell me that. I just need common sense to tell me that, right? I mean, you know. Nope. Uh, you know and I, the analytic at times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things and we're, we're going to be dealing with the repercussions of this for a long time to come. And, you know, frankly, this, this uh, coronavirus, I mean, it's the implications and and what it's going to do to us as a fire service is concerning too. And I'm not just talking about operating conditions, but I'm talking about the fact that when you report to work now, John, you're not even allowed to talk to the shift before you. 
I mean, you're not even allowed to shake hands, high five, slap each other on the back. You know, I, it's definitely, it's definitely a different change. Uh, they want a social distancing. I I'm, I'm a big guy and you know what? It, I missed out on uh, talking with Pip on it, on his show, the size up. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that sucks because I, I do not to say I size guys up every morning, but I talk to them. I, I want to know how their three days off were. And I want to know how their family's doing. You know, we had a lot of guys with like new, new babies or one year olds. So I want to see how they're doing, especially right. in this time. And you know, the, the pat on the back or, Hey, how you doing? is now like, Hey, we're now we're elbowing. Now we can't even elbow. You know, it was a fist bump. It was a shake. It was, you know, some guys hug, some guys hug longer than others, but I don't, that's other shifts. It's difficult to decide too, you know, like new kid this morning, you know, yesterday I go into work and a new kid sitting at the table. I I recognize the face. I don't know who he is. And he's like, Hey cap, how you doing? And I'm like, Hey brother, what's up? I can't shake his hand. I can't, you know, we just Monday started putting in, the uh, the guidelines. <clears throat> Everybody enters and exits through the same door. You get your chump. You're not well. We don't have thermometers, but do the health check on the way in. Hey, are you feeling sick? Are you? I got any? You know, <clears throat> my thumb smells bad. I can't get that smell out of my thumb for nothing, Jerry. <laughs> no matter how much I wash my hand, the rookie That's the rookie's so like, yeah, you didn't do this to anybody else. No, but stop coughing, or else we're sending you to the hospital. I've been washing my hands. I'll tell you about the cough in a minute, man. But but yeah, yeah, well, let me ask you: Are you guys going out training? Oh, it's hard. We did not yesterday, but we have been up until yesterday. And yesterday, I think for me, especially for me, anyways, it was a lot of uh, the unknown. There's a lot of paperwork involved. Now we started this new process where people can go out go out on administrative leave if they're if they're not if they're feeling like they have symptoms so a lot of people took advantage i said it to my wife i said you know we we were slow yesterday all things considered and i'm exhausted because yeah. of you know the, the paperwork and the chiefs over for two hours and um you know you're extra cleaning of the house and you know we get fuel we we can't shop for the meals now because the stores are freaked out about us being That's in it. there in our gear and uh it, you know and a lot of it for those of us in this this is our biz. It's tough for us to be concerned. Cause like you said, it's, it's a serious illness, but let's face it, there's worse. And, um, but you know, for we're at supermarkets and people are like, Oh, you shouldn't be in here with your gear on or you shouldn't be in here. Like, you know, and it, it's hard. So yeah, we, we've changed things. our protocols, you know, right. there's, there's a new protocol coming out almost every day and I'm not, and I'm not slamming or putting anybody down about that, but Cause we're learning about this, oh, this it. thing every day. It's so it, right. it, it's evolving. So mm-hmm. we just came up with a new procedure for shift change. And, but before we were only sending one guy to the, uh, to the, uh, the store to, to buy dinner, we were, right. we'd reduce whatever we go have the fourth man on the, uh, on the engine or whatever. We'd send him to go get what he got and he came back. And now we had our first uh, potential, uh, positive. And we had, we created this decon corridor to get the guys back in after doing their EMR run. So they didn't bring anything into the station, into the living quarters. Yeah. So, and you know, that's on paper now. So there it's like you said, Sean, it's really stressful at work because things are changing and we're responsible. Uh, You know, you're a house captain. I'm a house captain. We're responsible for our guys, not just our company, but our house. I've got I got two engines in a truck. 
So, yeah, for me, I, I, yeah, go ahead, Joe. It's there's ten to twelve other individuals, and then you add probably three to four times that as well, because when they go home, they're uh, they're oh, we got we got one kid that's like nineteen. It's great. He's like, oh, I go home to mom. <laughs> like, man, to, to be so nineteen on, what are you on the cookies? job, right? Grace is making. She makes cookies. the best cookies. Nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> I had to, I had to brave it out at the supermarket today to get, to get the brown sugar. So I better get a cookie. Oh, are you dealing with crowds now at the supermarket? So oh, we're past crazy. that already. We're past that now. That, the toilet I, paper, right? Yeah. The the hoarding thing. I want to know where all the toilet early. paper went. I don't I got know my why. tactical reserve over here. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me ask you this, up. right? And and all the ice storms, snowstorms, hurricanes. No, never happens. I go for power without nine days sometimes, right? I mean, I think the longest was, was Sandy, October right? snowstorm a couple of years. No, not even Sandy. It was that October snowstorm. Oh, took you're down right. You're trees. right. I got power for like 12 days, and I live in a suburban town. Like, it's unheard of not to have power for 12 days, right? It was outrageous. Yep. I never ran out of toilet. When did toilet paper become a thing? Because people are going to use it as a commodity and trade it. <laughs> Exactly. One person's coughs and a hundred shit their pants. That's what the problem is. Oh, you like stole that. it from a meme. Come on. That's, fantastic. That's good. I don't care, man. Take it. I like that. But John, I wanted I wanted to hit on what you guys were talking about too, because I just want to put it in light to the volunteer fire service for a minute too, right? Because there are primarily, uh, you know, the fire service is made up of both the career and volunteer. And on the career, on the volunteer side, man, it's really affecting volunteer houses where members aren't allowed to be there except for call response. Yep. Yeah, meetings are canceled. canceled. Meetings are canceled. The camaraderie is starting to disappear, right? And the yeah. problem is, is like if this thing goes for 60, 90, 120, 150 days, right? You start taking people out of that environment, they start to lose the connection. They start to lose that camaraderie, right? I mean, like I have my core group of guys, but at the firehouse, I got 40 guys there. You know what I mean? And so you know, guys that I don't talk to daily when I see them at the firehouse, still like a, a great, great opportunity to chat and share the brotherhood and camaraderie, right? But now you take everybody out of that element. The town's so worried about it. Our chiefs have policies that come down now. Uh, what, single engine company for investigation, everybody else stages, you know, four man engine company, four man truck company now, nobody else on the, you know, all these different things. But two in, everybody else out. It's, I, I personally think that this could greatly affect our service down the road. I think that it can affect the fire service as we know it, if it lasts too long because we're over-policing ourselves. And yeah. I know, I know we have to provide protection. I know we have to offer all of our members with a career volunteer, the protection of, you know, from this virus. I get that, but we have to be careful of walking that fine balance of the detri how detrimental is it to everything else? You're right. right. Um, and you know what, exactly Jeremy, right. when we talked, cheers to you, couple a uh, couple weeks ago you know i got my father still riding and he's the chauffeur my Absolutely. dad said i met your father and, wonderful man doing. wonderful man and he's still he's still doing it he's driving uh i think that helps him a little bit which i'm glad but it's he's he's not going in which and it says it attacks older the older population but he's still putting himself at risk right instead well, of being home quarantined exactly out providing a service which, to his town it's right? it's still it's scary. It's probably dude. done for fifty something years. Oh my God, forever. And, ever ever yeah. since I've been born. So but John, before that, John, you you grew up in a volley system. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when we remove everybody from the firehouse? We don't make the firehouse you a wanna, sense of community anymore. You want to get real? Want to you want to hear it straight up? What happens when somebody in the volunteer service gets sick? 
who's what kind of insurance are going to pay? And, and yeah, how, how does what kind what kind of workman's comp is out there? We're told we're covered by workman's comp. That's what. Did we're, you ever look? You ever look at see what happens? What you're covered by? And I'm not being just. You no, got to no, look at your I, policies. I'm not the I'm not the guy to answer that question by any means. I but. I understand that, but you, yeah. it's it's definitely an interesting thing. I got hurt as a volunteer. And I use my sick time at work because they're saying you can't double dip. I didn't, right. I, didn't, I didn't take my workman's comp pay from my volley side. I use my sick time. Yeah, you but have to. You have to. Is your right. self-insured? You start looking at what, how much they actually pay out. Right. It's, it's not for what, what we do as a profession. It is criminal what they pay. No, I, I sure. I, I don't think and that's going to be that, that's going to be another issue down the line, I believe. But I, well, I the other yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, the other thing with that was is the the call screening, like we're going on noticeably fewer calls, right? And it's strange. And you'd think with everybody home together, you know, the domestics would be up, the shootings would be up, the fires would be up, the food on the stoves would be up. I'm serious, and, <laughs> and to say nothing of the fact that you're you're frequent flyers, and now. You know, do do they go back? And what happens to call volumes on the career side where all of a sudden you're like, hey, you went from 35,000 calls last year down to 26 because they eliminated all the, oh, my nose is bleeding. And, like, that's the strangest thing for me is that, you know, we had one run yesterday and the 24-hour shift on my truck, and that's unheard that's, of. Yeah, that's, that's unheard wild. of. That's wow. And, and, that's definitely and, crazy. And it's I wonder why you were tired. I was tired. I, my brain was tired from from pre-planning this podcast. I was constantly oh, checking the speaker to make sure it was plugged. Yeah, right, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I got a bum elbow from reaching up yeah. to turn the volume up. Like, guys, we're not missing anything, right? Like, yeah, you are you sure? Someone, someone's got the radio on, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. My th and my thumb was exhausted. <laughs> Wash it. <laughs> you keep going back to that. Do you enjoy that? <laughs> It's Thank the, God you guys well, are only the captain's got to take care house. of his take, take care of his men. Yeah, is that exactly. ongoing and offgoing or just the oncoming shift? Twice a day, bro. <laughs> eight a.m. and eight p.m. It was a little gross after dinner. <laughs> oh, gnarly. All right. I don't know. Sean, coronavirus. I mean, we could beat this thing to death, but you know, I mean, I don't know. So what do you want to talk about besides the, this coronavirus and where we're gonna where we're gonna land with both of our feet? So with this. this morning I did a little recon on the way into work this morning. I listened to your last podcast or at least the first 20 minutes of it. Just oh, do a little boy. recon, you know, catch up with the, the fellows over at Thin, Thin Red Line. Um, the one big word that you threw out, culture. I love it. You know, we talk about that National Fire Radio. It's all about tradition and culture, right? And, and culture fuels tradition and tradition fuels culture. Um, I think, I think it's important to have that conversation. I, I always enjoy talking about that. Um, you know, originally I think we should say too, you guys were scheduled to be on our show. What last night, I think in our studio. Yep. Um, and then, Two days you know, this whole thing went, uh, went defunct and now we're scrambling, rescheduling all the interviews and people we're supposed to be meeting with, but you know, this gives us the opportunity to connect. And so this is great, but you know, we always like to capture stories. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are friends and people that have known you, but you've also, uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job. So you're, you're attracting a lot of new listeners that probably don't know a lot about each of you. Um, I don't know how often you guys talk about yourselves more of than, you know, um, 
uh, you know, fire service issues and in general. But I think what you guys need to do a little bit is talk about yourselves. Um, I think it's important. And I know a lot of guys get weirded out by that. And they're like, oh, it's not about me. You know, we're just doing this because we enjoy it. And we want to talk about the fire service. I get that. But I think it's important, too, to understand some stories. I mean, Sean, you and I met um, a while back. We connected. Um, yeah. You were a huge help when we did our on tap up in Buffalo, um, which was, I didn't even look back. When was that? It was in June. June of last year. Yeah, we set it up in Indy. We talked wow. about it. At, we talked about it at FDIC and right. uh, followed up when he right. got back. I, I want to say it was like June 24th uh, last year. I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. Now that you say that, I think that was the day. But what a great event. What a great opportunity. Uh, we had Bobby Ecker come up and speak. Um, the venue was fantastic. You yeah, awesome. knocked that one out of the park, brother. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. But your help in, in putting all that together was instrumental. And and I think that speaks uh, volumes about who you are and what you what you enjoy about the fire service. I mean, you didn't know us, and we we chatted, and next thing you know, you're helping us put together a, a program that I think was very successful. And I'm looking forward to getting back up there again. I love the venue. I mean, you guys have to do something thin red line and, and national fire radio, man. I would would hop Let's on do that it. In a second. I yeah. know I know they'd have us Absolutely. back. They had a they had a great night. Uh, the, the, yeah, the restaurant did well. The the guys did. Uh, the people that were there enjoyed it. And I think, you know, that was its infancy for you all. It was your second event. So it was now that you see these are becoming the norm, right? Like the fireman walks into a bar, all that stuff. And I think, but that's, but that's it though. Like we, like you said, you know, Bobby's talking and every time he mentioned me, I'm stuffing food down my throat because I'd been with him all afternoon. And of course, you know, like, look at the fat guy eating a wing again. Oh, there's Bobby weighs 64 pounds soaking wet. And he's like, look at the fat guy eating a wing again. But, but I mean, no I ranch. people there. People there oh, from, you, know, no. you know, the, the best part about it was I told you is like, we were, I was also, we were in the process of the clap series for the BFD. Yeah. So I had my brothers from uh, Rochester, New York, from FDNY up there. And, and I said, listen, fellas, come on in, take a, sit down, have some wings, drink, drink some beers and listen to this guy. And they came in. So they're sitting there and like, wow, this is awesome. So now guess what? I know, I know a friend of mine reached out to you guys about maybe doing one up, up Rochester way. And yeah that's all. And, and that's what it's all about. Like it's the good message. And someday hopefully I can reciprocate and I can come. Oh, to absolutely. My class I'm working on now with, uh, absolutely. You know, for you guys sometime. And, and uh, but it was awesome. Think, and, and there was nothing to it. It was like, I, that's I what think, I like about firemen. It's like, we have a job, Jer Jeremy, here's what we need. Okay, go. And then yeah. Rob came down to one day. I'm like, does this place work for you? He's like, perfect. I'm like, sweet. Okay, cool. Done. Yeah, I, you know, and I think, too, what I think the most important thing out of all of it, and I think why we're seeing a lot of these type of programs popping up across the board is you're getting more and more popularity with them because it's it's less stuffy. It's not the traditional uh, classroom setting. It's the ability to allow to be yourself. You know, even even with this, right, even with Thin Red Line and National Fire Radio and the other platforms that are out there now, we have the ability to be ourselves because we are allowed to be. You know, we're not answering to anybody else. We don't have anybody looking and, and staring at us and saying, you got to stay in line or you can't speak out against this or you can't share your opinion on this. Like these are, these are times where now we're having the ability to really speak our mind and talk, talk true about the fire service. I think for so long, a lot of times shit was sugarcoated, man. You know, we didn't, we didn't paint the real picture or we didn't talk about the issues that I think really were thought provoking and, and poked. And, you know, I know when I was a new kid 24 years ago, I mean, I thought I thought it was one way because that's how you're taught and this and that. And then you start to come through the system and you go, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And 
you know, that's, that's kind of what stemmed and spurred me to, to do what we do now is, you know, I think that 18 year old kid, that 24 year old kid in a, in a non-proactive department that has every aspiration to be in a kick-ass fireman, but his environment's not allowing him to do that. Now more than ever, we can educate him that it's okay to love the job and it's okay to be into it. And it's okay to go after, you know, different ways of, of uh, instruction and, and learn the craft. Absolutely. That's one of the yeah, big and, things. And it's uh, a lot less, like you mentioned, it's a lot less formal, a lot easier. There's no, oh, there's the Buffalo guys. There's the, these guys. It, it's just a bunch of dudes in a, in a room, you know, who cares what's on your shirt. And that's, you know what, I advocate for that with our younger guys to understand, to get outside of there. I'll use my 3.2 square miles to understand what else is out there in the fire service. You know, get to know other people. It's, you know, Sean and I talked before Sean and I really met a couple of years ago, we, we talked and, you know, we're on the same social media circles and stuff like that. And then when we met in FDIC, we clicked and then boom, it, it just started from there and getting out to these small conferences or these large conferences and listening to the different uh, media that's out there, whether it's national fire radio, whether it's rush the bus for the EMS guys, the size up thin red line, Jump seat radio. all our stuff, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm keeping going. Oh, it's ten, 10 bucks every time we say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. We're going to charge you. Don't worry about it. The bill, awesome. the bill comes at the end. Mm. And uh, But we have, you know, you got Jump Seat. We've, we've got so many different podcast venues out there that, that you just throw it out there. Say, hey, what clicks for you? Whether it's our friends at Do Work or oh. Robbie Owens from Average Jake Firefighter. It, there's just somebody's got a different spin on the fire service because there's just so many different ways. Sean and I are both instructors. So there's probably five to seven different ways to tie a knot. Sure. My way of teaching you might not resonate with you. It might not click, but Sean comes over and goes, try it this way. And the, the light bulb goes on and we're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, I got it. Kid, you got it. Now you got to learn the other way that I was teaching you in case you can't do it that way. Yeah. What I, what I, what I like to think it's like, ice, it's like an ice cream store, right? Sometimes you want vanilla. Sometimes you want chocolate. Sometimes you want coffee, mint chocolate, whatever. Right. What the, mint what, chocolate fire, what the fire service today is offering is several different flavors. Go find the one you want at the time you want to, Right? Like there's days that I want to hear some hard hitting shit and I'm going to go find those guys. There's other days I want to hear, you know, some laid back stuff or I want to check out truck stuff or engine stuff, or I want the, the uh, extrication guru to talk to me, or I just want to hear about tradition and culture. I just want to hear some old stories from some hard hitting firemen from the sixties and seventies. We now more than ever in the fire service have the ability through so many different channels now to put out every single type of flavor that represents every single type of fireman. And that's what I love about this right now, more than ever, you know, years and years ago, there were only a few platforms and it's either you subscribed or you didn't. And if you didn't care for it, then you weren't subscribed to anything. Now you have the ability to like something, not like this, try this, don't try that. I love that, man. I absolutely love that. And you know what? As much as people, I don't see it as competition as the industry would. It's, we all, uh, better each other does that make sense like of course like our podcast might not be what you know uh, you know what you guys do or what Absolutely. somebody else and which which is perfect because we all complement each other i think when you're doing it for the right reasons it works and the people that get their 
that get bent or the people that get, uh, you know, hurt feelings are the ones that have something else going on that they're not being a hundred percent authentic and true to what their word is. And I think oh, you got to I think you have to be in it for the right reasons. And like anything, right? Like anything, there's shit bags in every industry, whether it's the fire service, whether you're a garbage man, you're a banker, it doesn't matter. Right. We have, we have guys that do it on the up and up and we have guys that don't, and we're no different from any other industry. So, you know, there are going to be people that are going to stir the pot. There are going to be people that take offense to anything you say. I mean, shit, I have, you have no idea how much hate mail I get and, you know, oh, websites sure. dedicated to Here, us. Send it over. I'll reply. That's ridiculous. It's not even <laughs> worth the time because when you do look at it and you look at, you vet these people of who these people are, uh, they're not even somebody I would, you know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Definitely not crawl a hallway with. I Crawl a hallway. I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even hold the door open for him at a store. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's jealousy, man. I'm, a lot of it's jealousy, man. You, but you, you know, you, you put yourself you put out there and you're going to, you face it. That's what well, that's the it. deal is. That's it. But I think that's an important lesson too, though, Sean, right? It's like, if you're willing to sign up and do this, even yourselves, I'm sure you guys have some criticism out there and I'm sure there's people sure. that, probably don't like everything you have to say or, or judge you based on what's being said in a, in a five second clip. But at the end of the day, man, like I hold my head high and I sleep well at night. Yeah, me too. And every piece of content we put out, I stick behind and it's ours and I own it. I own everything we do. You know, I, I tell you, we, you know, we don't always do it right at my job, my department, but right. we're pretty fucking good at it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. I mean, we, we go to fires and we're busy and, you know, I, every single day I listen to you. I listen to John and, uh, and my my knit group of guys. Sure. So I can get better, you know, and that's what it's all about. But let me ask you, are there certain days you want to hear certain podcasts, right? Are there certain days that you want to oh, digest? Oh, sure. And that's what I was talking about before, that whole analogy yeah, absolutely. of the ice cream store. And I think now more than ever, man, that is just a great, great uh, thing to have in the fire service um, where, you know, a kid from anywhere can find anything he's looking for. I love it. Yeah. And that you're right. You, you actually create, you know, depending on what platform you use, you know, you can create channels. You know, I have a, a leader, life and leadership channel. I have a fire service pan, channel and I have uh, you know, whatever. <clears throat> it's all the channels I'm gonna tell you two about, but that's, you know, I understand. <laughs> no, but you know, and, and the same, like you said, if, if I got a 20 minute drive to work, I don't want to, I don't want to get 20 minutes into an hour long episode or an hour and a half long episode with you of your show, Jeremy, because I'm, I know when I get to the station, I'm not going to be able to sit down and, and digest the rest of it, but I'm flat. So I, it's the so guess. I save the, no, but I've saved that for, you know what I'm saying? I save that for uh, the you know, longer ride or yeah. out or I'm uh, cutting the grass or I'm doing whatever, where I'm just sitting around the house. And, but yeah, the, 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 it's definitely, you know, there's, there's no two, but know, I, my I think there's this a, is embarrassing actually. Like, but I, I, I think know. there's a, a point that you got to figure out, you got to vet who you're listening to. There, oh, I agree. Because uh, I agree. who, who are you listening to? You know, with Sean and I, Sean and I have 20 plus years in the fire service and it, just, just putting out there, but you may have a podcast that have guys that have two months in the fire service and they're talking about their aspects in the fire service and they're spot on. But you, you got to vet and figure figure out what they're what they're talking about. Now, nothing that Sean and I have talked about is outside our wheelhouse that right. we haven't handled over five hundred, a thousand times. I get it. Unless unless you have that low risk, high frequency event, and I'm like, holy shit, Sean, I got to talk to you about this because we had this. And he goes, stop, we got to record this. 
Yeah, which you know, we do. We do a lot. You know, I think you know a lot of it goes to too. I mean, vetting is, and I I talk about this consistently. And this is something about what we do, right? We stay in our lane. I mean, I'll bring in guests that can talk about firefighting and and tactics and you know things like that because listen, I mean, I've I've been doing this a long time myself, um, but I don't come from a city that's uh, boasting fires every single day. And so, you know, uh, and so on. So I bring in people to round out what we talk about to make sure that if we're going to talk about a subject, we have people there that can represent it and back it up, right? right. What I can back up very easily is tradition and culture and everything I love about the fire service. And that's why we stay in our lane, right? I mean, there are people that are going to step outside their lane. There are going to be those kids that have a couple of years in that know it all and have seen it all. And they're going to go out there and promote what they know or they're even worse they're going to go out and promote sean and john's class that they took once or twice and then they're going to go promote it right i get that mm-hmm. right of course that's just yeah. that's just the fact of life right so what we have to do is educate the listener and say listen you really need to vet this right and ship bags are going to follow ship bags and so there's always going to be a platform for the guy in the firehouse that is not the go-getter there's always going to be a platform for the naysayer and the back row guy that has everything to say that's negative and, and not building up the culture of the firehouse. That's just fact. So they're going to have their platform, but you do have to educate and say, take it from where it comes from. Listen to the message and judge for yourself. It's the same with training techniques. You can go on YouTube and see how to stretch a, stretch a line 10 different ways in 15 minutes. And you're just going to randomly pick one and go and do it. Vet it, try it, drill yeah. on it, train on it. See if it works. You know? Yeah, the the YouTube the YouTube fire departments are are killing the fire service. You know, but like you said, you, you especially and you get on YouTube. We talk about that a lot. We in Buffalo, we run preconnects. All our hand lines are preconnects, and you know, some guys hate them, some guys love them. That's all I know, and I I know the ways. Yeah, we do. And because of my education, right. because of running with people that don't do pre-connects, I know that there's other options that we have that can work. And I have these conversations. Matter of fact, I spent about two hours with my chief yesterday talking about like, hey, you know, maybe we need to start thinking about trying a, trying a different, different, uh, you know, way of way of loading hose or trying this or trying that, getting away from the pre-connects. Or, but it, it, for the most part, it's the... Well, we've always done it that way, which we all know is the wrong attitude to have. But of course, you know, but we run four, four, five, and six length pre-connects on all of our pumpers. And so, Sean, you, yeah, we you put got out that, fires. You got that, and you guys go to tons of fires. So for us, our engine companies, I'm going to say eighty to seventy-five to eighty percent, our guys are pulling off the rear, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's because of our proximity to the big four across the river. It's just what we've got and the number of stories that we have are three, four, five story walk-ups that we're dealing with and the setbacks that we may have. We've, we've got a lot of, we got a lot of setbacks and long stretches. You know, um, we're definitely not like uh, Kentland where they're doing the, the three quarter, the inch and three quarter, eight length. And I'm not, and I'm not slamming them because they, they there it works for them which is cool but we just had we just had a bullshit fire um you know ceiling ceiling fixture and we, the guy pulled seven lengths just because we had extra extra in the street because it, it was a deep deep house uh, I, I need the blessing as much as possible but sean bless, you're okay i bless you <laughs> thank bro. you my father beat your father at domino's sean you got to go to the doctor now <laughs> Big 
So, uh, John, you're, but, John, you're absolutely right, man. I, I think it's so important that people understand that, you know, Buffalo does it their way. John, your, your department does it your way. I do it my way, right? And it works for us because it's tried and true methodology of what's in it. Now, you can't be closed-minded not to try no. something different, right? Absolutely. And there's different ways, right? And things, you know, that's the other good thing, right? We, talk, we always talk about the negative. Let's talk about the positive of YouTube or positive of social media. Oh, absolutely. Is the upside is we now have the ability more than ever to see new tips, tricks, and hacks. And that's another big part of what we do is we try to share that message across the board so that somebody in Kentucky knows how somebody in New Jersey, how somebody in Chicago and Connecticut do it. You know what I mean? And we now have the ability to do that. So why aren't we sharing the methodology, the tried and true methodology of all these departments across the country and then digest what works for you? Plain and simple. And I think, yeah. I think when you get start running in our circles like we do, where you're not just, you know, I'm going to listen. We sat at the, at the Labatt's joint, we drank and had lunch and I had yeah. your, your group and I had Rob and I, we had Seabass and we had Tucker and we had Bobby and we we're all sitting around breaking bread, having a few beers, having lunch. And yeah. we're, I'm like, Oh, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to have to think about that. John, when we're in um, down with the next run guys talking about your crazy thing you guys do in Jersey with the the six tens or the ten sixes, whatever they're called with the, with the two ten, and a half seven, and eight, ten seven ten, stretch with uh yeah from like, Turpac, right mm -hmm. to, to me that's like wait what but but it makes sense and now every every time i i'm like oh that would work here in this situation yep. right here that might work for me right now you start you start talking about things like well hole stretches for my guys and they might as well be speaking a foreign language but mm -hmm. guess what we have buildings that that would totally, totally, totally be the best sure. tactic to handle. And, but, but for those of us, and I think more and more of Jeremy, your, your platform and what we're doing in our group, you're getting people to say, Hey, it's okay to think outside the box. It's okay yeah. to, you need to, you know, my guys that I meet from Florida, from Jersey, from South Carolina, these guys all know, they all put out fires too. And Hey, what works for them? Let's try it. Maybe it will yeah, work. Yeah, I, I, we joke about it all the time, and I, I especially do, right? Because National Fire really was really my brainchild, and then I brought in a couple guys to support me and run with it and help with the personality end and, and the back end stuff and so on. But this thing has turned into an incredible operation because I get to do what I've always wanted to do. I get to walk into every single firehouse I see. I get to go see everybody's truck and That's equipment awesome. and meet guys and shake hands and get stories now only because we started the platform that really is interested in shining a light on that. And so for me, man, this is like a dream come true in a way that we were able to build this thing. And now it's like, you know, I can go across the country and swing through, you know, I'm on vacation instead of just looking in the firehouse windows, right? Like, Oh, what do they got in there? Now I just knock on the door, you know? Hey, you know who I am? Yeah. You get the little Jersey attitude. We're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> It's funny that I just I was just laughing at myself because I called Sebi Seabass. You did. I had a, and, I had but, a dumb and dumber moment. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I like Seabass. Wine up, wine up, dying. I'm 69. I'm, I know. It's yeah. Neely's yeah. I'm like, but, yeah, I'm like Seabass. Are we allowed to say that on your show? I mean, we could say it's it's your show. Yeah, it's it. your show. It's our show. It's you know. No, all right. Whatever. I just it'll, it'll pull a good. I don't know what your listenership's like. I mean, I don't know yeah, if you know. We don't have we don't, the five-year-olds listening. We don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. Sean keeps that under wraps. I don't understand it. Is that what it is? That's there might right. be a five-year-old over in some small country. You know, happens. Hey, I, heard the, I heard the guy that caused coronavirus is one of our listeners. Yeah, he was eating the bat. 
<laughs> listen to our show. Pagolins? What are they called? Pangolins or pagolins? Is that true, by the way? Penguins? What? The penguins? Oh, that's Antarctica. No, those those anteater looking things that. Uh, Sean, what are you watching? Anyways, forget, National, forget it. National Geographic again. I fell asleep with that on Hulu. It was bad. But so wake up with snakes right, and stuff. Jeremy, like it's it's uh did the tradition like you 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 know getting back to your stuff, Jeremy, with your your firehouse business and, and your different cult your cultures and your equipment. Those are yeah. cool, right? Nowadays, like I saw people that are doing live firehouse tours on Facebook Live awesome. to get take parents take 10 minutes show your kids like i'm thinking about doing it tomorrow but i might have to you know hide all the pictures in the weight room or whatever but you know how that goes don't go in the weight room sean yeah but this is the easy part yeah yeah, right back there's the weight room i've never been in there i don't know what it looks like but but you know like how cool is that you know like hey at nine o'clock truck seven is going live on facebook so uh what kind of red tape you got to cut for that i I don't know easier to get forgiveness and permission no, yeah, like, I, I live whatever. by that. Yeah, like that's that's you know, yeah, that's sort of my, my motto. <laughs> yeah, my as long life. as I don't say, as long as I don't show him and say, we are the, not Buffalo Fire Department. <laughs> right, just as long as I don't say that. Oh, look at this piece of junk tr- reserve truck I'm driving or whatever. But, but you know what I mean? Like, how cool is that? In your videos, Jeremy, where like, hey, this is the you know the latest and greatest, newest innovation. Like, those are I cool. can't show. I'll tell you right I'm now, not, the, the training tower thing is phenomenal. I wish I had the money to buy that. Well, oh, the uh, affordable drill tower. Yeah, I we'll talk about that because there's opportunity <laughs> there. Um, no, I'm serious though. I we so Steve Sanguadoce, who is the president of affordable. How do you drill say towers, that? San, Sanguadoce. Uh, he's become a good friend, and we've done a couple training events with him. And uh, and you know he does it right. Um, he surrounds himself with a cadre of really just great instructors who promote the product through showing the hands-on approach of the product, right? So it's one thing to sit there and just talk about it. It's another thing to put it through its paces with some of the best instructors in the market and let them operate that tower to show it off. It is cool. And there's a lot of variables to it. And it's a great piece of training equipment, but it's things like that, that have to be shared. I mean, I know that's a company, it's a private company, but it's a product that's out there. And if we can help them, get the message out because getting that product out there in fact will make the fire service better. It could potentially help a rural department in Iowa have a training facility that can't afford one right now, but because it's less expensive than brick and mortar and we have the ability and the platform to show it off for them, right. Or, or put it out in the channels where the attention is, that's a win and they might get the sale and that department, but the bigger win, it's not the sale. The bigger win is that department now has a training facility to better their people. That's the win. That's you know. That's amazing. It's you know you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on something else and we'll we'll throw yeah. a bone. Uh, Northern Star Fire Compass. Yeah. Sean yeah. and I both Sean and I both have them. We listen to, I listened to an interview with him on the guys from Do Work podcast, and dude, I he had me looking it up and researching it, and Sean bought one and I bought one out at FDIC. It's still in my it's still in my mask. I think it's one of the greatest things that's out there for the fire service. And uh, it's, but I wouldn't have been exposed to that unless I listened to a podcast that had that would brought, brought that up. So you're bringing to light a training facility that's yeah. affordable. That's amazing. Yeah. And that just betters the fire service. Again, what's our, what's our goal once we hang that's up it. our boots or our coat? 
is to have hopefully made an impact on the fire service and made it better than we, than we found it. Yeah. Leave it better than you found it. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, for me, I, I still get, you know, giddy when I find something, I come across something and I go, man, this is cool. And I, I'm like a little kid, you know, and I, I get excited over it and I'm like, we got to shoot this. And you can ask my guys, like whether we're at a factory or we're out in the field at somebody's firehouse, when we come across a couple of those little nuggets and you're like, Oh, I know this is going to get attention. This is, this is one of those things that everybody wants to know about, but nobody knows about. Oh, I get so excited, man. And the fact that we've been able to build a platform that can allow for that. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not big by any means, but we have enough market share now where people understand who we are and they follow us because of our original content, the type of content we put out. So if we have the ability to find one of those or two of those nuggets every once in a while to really put out there. Oh my God, man. It's, oh, it's just, it. it's doing it. That's why I sleep well at night. That's why I'm proud of what we do. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, are we making a difference? Yeah. I like to think we are, you know, I like to think that we're bringing forth something a little bit different that I think this job needs. So, and, and you got every, it, 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 it had to be cool. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you have reach cause you know, I'm looking at your page now. So, you know, 20, 20 some thousand followers and that's cool. No, that's that's Facebook. Great. I, we almost stopped posting on Facebook. Though. I know you're, really. yeah, you're Instagramming it up, but, uh, but I'm just saying like we, so John, I don't know if you even told we we're at one of Gracie's softball tournaments over the summer and I'm watching this guy. I see this guy walking. I'm like, Oh, that shirt looks familiar. And so I, I creep, creep, creep photoed him. I took a creepy photo and he had, he had jorts, which was weird. That's, that's hot. Jean, that's, cut off jean shorts. Yeah. They're coming back in Sean. Get it, are they? With like, with if the I got thread a, hanging I, down. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Daisy oh, yeah. Dukes for guys? Come yeah, on, Sean. Dude, he had he What's had Buffalo. The jorts. He had a dart hanging out of his mouth. Here we go. And he had his Tiller Time shirt. Hell <laughs> yeah, like, brother! <laughs> Hell so I text, yeah! I text Rob and Jeremy, and I'm like, "Oh, look, look in the wild, <laughs> natural <laughs> where <laughs> in his natural environment." <laughs> at least his whale tail wasn't hanging out in the back. You know? <laughs> I didn't look in the back, bro. I, I turned and I walked. Boop. I'm like, cool photo. Oh my Listen, God. Wow. you know what? That's great, dude. The shirt was walking the soccer field. What was that guy doing on the soccer field? Let's talk about that, right? I'm hoping his daughter. Well, I, I, uh, you believe me, I had my eye on him the rest <laughs> yeah, of the day. Sean was creeping this guy who was creeping. Yeah. <laughs> How many creeps was that? That's a math. That's a math uh, question right there for you. It. Uh, it's interesting, man. Um, it's interesting. Um, I'm enjoying every single minute of it. Um, I'm kind of suffering right now, man. I'm going through, I'm a, if you haven't noticed, I'm, a, I'm a kind of an outgoing guy. So, you know, I'm constantly on the go and, and getting involved in things and this whole coronavirus, right. Just bring it back around a little bit. Um, I'm kind of like bummed out right now, man. Um, this has made us, I think this time for the fire service, we were talking about it before and just bringing it back a little bit. Now is a unique time. Um, I'm running out of content. I have all these interviews and departmental visits I was supposed to be doing right now and shooting content for different manufacturers. I was supposed to be at FDIC. Let's talk about FDIC for a minute. The, yeah. the Did they make a decision? Is it going, is it going to be April or is it going to, excuse me, September or is it April, 2021? I haven't just sent out that they sent out to like, I got a, I got a questionnaire, um, right? The instructors all got a questionnaire yesterday right. or two days ago. And it's tough, man. Like, you know, what do you do? 
I truthfully, as hard as it is, I I chose to just kick it off until next April. But I think they're gonna have to personally, especially especially if you can't get so much in stadium. It's football. Yeah, there's football season. Well, and that's the other thing. Like you, you've been there on Friday, John. I think last year we were we're sitting there on Friday morning and like wrapping up, waiting to go to the airport or to the airport and. Dudes mm-hmm. are like peeling the FDIC, the peeling the MSA stickers off and slapping down Indy 500 stickers. Like that's how fast it is. And the Indy 500 just uh, just pushed off too. Yeah, but they just postponed. I mean, I have I to do it, and I hope that I don't that, foresee uh, it happening. I don't. I think I think a lot of these conferences. I think the interesting one is going to be that Inner Schultz in October. Yeah. Well, that, the first, the one before right? that is going to be Firehouse. Yeah. In it's July, it's the end of July. Well, that's right on the cusp. They sent out yesterday that they're so far haven't made any decisions. They're going to keep it going, but which means you better get working on our PowerPoint, John. <laughs> Why me? It's you're us. You're so good at it. You're so good yeah, at I'm it. I'm so you're good every, at it. Stop, you're every, stop every brown nose command. Managing everyday incidents we're doing. Man, right? Sorry, I didn't have the right lingo there. I uh, managing everyday incidents. It's, uh, you know, the simple stuff. Which is cool. not so simple, you know. It's this. It's the right. coronavirus. Yeah, that's you know, definitely really. not everyday incidents. But you know what I'm saying, like the the, the, the water, the electrical problems, fires. water leaks, CO alarms, water leaks, COs, all that uh, good water stuff. in a basement, utility emergencies, all that bullshit. Yeah, and the but the problem is, who's teaching that bullshit? They're not Nobody. touching on it in Fire One, and all you're getting is OJT OT- on that. OTJ, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, you're you're right, and I mean, so many are canceled. They just announced yesterday that our firemanship days is canceled in yep. May, and I was really bummed about that. That was going to be my first gig working with Bobby and his crew. Uh, he picked me up to be on his cadre after getting to know him down there, and yeah, it's done. I'm bummed. Like I was that's a, about that. That's a cool little conference too, man. Oh yeah, I was actually probably going to drive out and like uh, creep on your uh, your class. Well, you could pay and take it. What? Yes, of course I would. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, seriously, you know, like you think, forget about the economic impact on, on uh, the world, but look, look at the guys are starved for information. Like this is what we're talking about doing stuff like this, doing our little online program that we're doing next weekend because yeah, when, it's the, when kitchen, you think it's the kitchen table there, that you can't, you can't get on the kitchen table, you know, well, when are our- you going to push this out? When do you want to push that? I don't know. We got a we got the firehouse kitchen table conference coming out the third and the fourth of April. April. Okay, we'll get it out before that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, what? So that's online registration, right? Online yeah. registration through talk about it. Talk about it a little bit. Edu- I don't All know, right, Sean. Sean you want me to run with it, or you want it? Go ahead. So and we I'll, got a two day, we got a two day firehouse kitchen table. So little background: firehouse kitchen table is actually about twelve firefighters from throughout the United States that have become a really tight intricate group that I know I can call any one of them at two o'clock in the morning and say I got a problem or hey I got this, and they'll list they'll a want a they'll answer b they'll give me an answer or help and help me out. So this group was formed probably about three to five years ago. We've added, we've added a couple people to it, and it, we haven't expanded past that. There has been additional groups that have formed in our likelihood. Uh, but we decided with everything going on that we, uh, we wanted to do a firehouse kitchen table conference online, a virtual conference. 
Right. And uh, we're charging $10 a day. We're doing April 3rd and April 4th. So April 3rd, you pay the $10, you get three classes and we're going to be doing a panel discussion with at least 10 of us that are going to be on it, 10 to 11 of us. Are they live? Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be live on Zoom. So the first class is actually Ryan Pennington kicking it off, doing his hoarding class. Then Sean and uh, Chief Lightly from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. I don't know if you're doing a class you called. I'm not. You need to meet him. He's a great John, dude. John's I think a, you, John's you, you a probably, dude. You probably did meet him quickly last year at FDIC when we when we were hanging out that little bit. He was with us a lot, but okay. really good dude. So him and I are, are have been working on a program called uh, Vacants, Vagrants, and Fire. You know, cool. like talking about every community, no matter how rich or poor, has vacant houses. Um, you know, they're not vacant until we deem them vacant. And it, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's, it's the typical fireman's class, right? Like it's a lot of cool houses, a lot of houses that are kind of screwed up that like, Whoa, but this is the shit we go into, right? At yeah, two in the morning, right. if we're not out, you know, you, you just did a thing with uh, Brian Butler from, and yep. he says, Hey, get out your district, learn your district, learn your houses. Uh, you know, me and Bobby, when Bobby was in Buffalo, he's like, dude, we're going well, to this house. left lunch and you went out and yeah. bought we All scouted vacants, man. At the yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he's like, but but that's how you get to know him, and so that's the class. It's like fight, it's about fighting fires and vacant houses, and we in Buffalo don't have a different SOP for them a lot. In in Youngstown, sometimes they'll just let them burn. They'll leave a pumper there, and they'll decide that chief makes the call. They're going to burn it. Well, we don't do that, but you know, it's going to be a really good program. It's evolving, and ultimately, my hope for it is Jeremy is that becomes my on tap class, right? That becomes my nice. hour long quick, easy lecture, lots of cool stuff, lots of good fire footage, lots of fire pictures. And, but yeah, that's all part of the conference next weekend. And then uh, we have chief uh, or Lieutenant Mike Daly from. Oh, you're skipping my class. Oh, I forgot about this. What are you guy. doing? You forget my class? Dude, come on. Oh, I forgot. All right, John, so did I'm, you make I'm the cut? Up. Did you make the cut, John? <laughs> I thought, all right. I'm wow. hanging up right now. I'm done. Wow. Wow. Just keep wow. it. So recording. you know what? I'm actually Jeremy and Ryan saw parts of my class, the right. not so forcible entry class. Uh I'm we're I'm following uh, you on Thursday and being the last class of the day. We're gonna do the not so forcible entry. We're gonna do the uh PowerPoint Friday. and then we're doing videos on uh lock recognition and going through the lock with uh doorknobs, deadbolts, and a couple of auxiliary uh auxiliary type locks we're right. doing that and then uh we're going to do a panel discussion where everything's live truthfully uh we're going to be using the zoom session so people can call in and do a panel discussion that night at seven o'clock so for ten dollars you're going to get three classes and a uh and a panel discussion on uh, on friday then come saturday morning we've got uh mike daly opening up at 10 o'clock in the morning eastern time doing his uh fire behavior size up then after that We've got uh, Chief Andy Starnes doing his thermal imaging. Um, Sean, what's the name of his class? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's um, tactical thermal imaging. So he's gonna he's gonna talk about thermal imaging awesome, and uh, how he how to use it with enhanced water streams um, and stream placement and all that other good stuff. Andy's probably the number one dude in the country for thermography. So I listen, it, it, I listen it's, to it's your intelligently aggressive him. fire attack is what it is. Hold on. He actually listened. Listen, Jeremy so, listened to uh, Andy's podcast with us. Dude, he's unbelievable. I, 
Oh my god! I I got done with what? Don't get. I'm getting dirty looks over here. From who? So loud. My daughter. She's like, you're so loud. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know. Well, I'm a fireman. What do you expect? Wait till you want to you know, come over and say hello. One Not more beer. Sean's daughter was making cookies. Why are you making cookies? Why aren't you making cookies? <laughs> what? Oh, we don't have, it's my fault. We don't have cookie dough. All right. Well, All right, goodbye. From scratch. She's making them from scratch. My. It will work. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you, darling. Um, and it's like summer vacation here, but they're doing school from eight to twelve every day. On yeah. the, you know, I hear you. Same here. And, but it's wild, man. What a weird setup. Anyway, back to what you're talking about. That uh, therm- th- the the uh, who? What's his name? So Andy Starnes is doing yes. intelligent, intelligently so- aggressive fire attack by. He's a battalion in. Uh, in a southern metro Charles. fire department. Oh yeah, we're not allowed to see. I sat, I sat in my truck and listened to that. So Sean, you mentioned that before, like, oh, you get to the firehouse and you sit in your truck for an extra like twenty minutes. And I did that with that interview, um, <clears throat> and I was, I was really impressed. Um, super smart man, like things. Oh my God. Some of the things he said, I just sat there and I was like, <sighs> never thought of that, didn't know that, like, just dude, dude gangster dude. grip time. And you yep. talk about you talk about somebody with a giving heart, seriously. Down like, to not earth. to get all hokey, but Jeremy, you 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 reach out to Chief Stearns tomorrow. And you're like, hey, Chief, we just got the you know the uh, X Y Z Toyota Toyota Jones Model Six thermal imaging camera. He's like, all right, bro, I got a whole Dropbox full of info. What's your email? I'll send it to you. Like, that's wild. He's unbelievable. He is man. phenomenal. He is, whew, man, he so is listen, the kitchen table is May third and fourth. May 3rd and yes. 4th. And let April, me give you the last April, one. April 3rd. April 3rd and 4th. April 3rd and 4th. Excuse me. Excuse me. And we're going to uh, – we finish it up with Chief uh, Steve Prisbrowski. He's our West Coast dude, our left coast guy. Uh, and he's going to be teaching Courage Under Fire leadership. Okay. So this is Friday, Saturday, right? Correct. Yep. 3rd and 4th. And, it, and it's 10 bucks for the day? Each day is $10. Each, yeah. Right. All for charity. So – where I'm, where I'm going with this is very simply this, right? I mean, you're looking at how many guys are sitting around the table at the firehouse. Companies aren't getting out and training these days. We're not allowed out, right? Especially where we are. I mean, we're not allowed to put the engine out on the street or the truck out in the street and go walk buildings or stretch lines, throw ladders. We just can't do it right now. For 10 bucks, man, add that to the meal kitty, and you can have this streaming in your firehouse. Three, What is it, three lectures you're a day? You're getting three lectures a day, and Friday night is going to be the uh, – By nationally recognized guys that teach on the circle, right? Like how, for 10 bucks? You split for 10 bucks people. one day, 10 bucks the next. And the best it. thing is $20, Jeremy, and guess what? The best part, yeah, we're going to split the donations to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation and the Firefighters Cancer Support Network. So you so gotta all, you gotta get me the info on this. Uh, get me the cover on this. Get me whatever you have. We'll blast this thing out for you guys. I mean that's fantastic. Please and thank you. We'll get yeah, behind we'll, that hundred. I'll send it man. to you, I'll send it to you tonight when we get done here. But yeah, it's it's a great idea and it was spurred from the the geyser Jonesin. Like you know, John says a lot that getting on here and doing this is cathartic. You know, it's and this way, hey, it's like you know, for me, I said what you said, Jeremy. Like I was in a rut, man. Like. I am Ryan's right talking. In- Ryan's talking to me about he's going to start writing another book, and I'm like, dude, I've been sitting on my couch and I'm not at work. Like seriously, like, Sean, I, I'm, no re- I am totally not myself right now. Right. Uh, I'm really in a rut. I, I, I was talking to Rob the other day, and I told him, I said, Rob, man, I am, 
I don't get like this. I get like this maybe once a year, twice a year, where it's like one or two weeks. You don't see us posting a lot. I'm totally just like sitting back, regrouping, just like trying to, I don't know, man. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm there right now. And I know if I'm there, a lot of people are because I'm, yeah. I'm a real optimistic type of guy and I'm outgoing and easygoing. And uh, this sucks right now, dude. This yeah, that's sucks. My, my wife said, uh, you know, my wife's pretty busy. So she works for a hockey team and the season has been postponed and yeah. events are getting postponed. So she's way off hockey. What the hell, Sean? Hey, right. I think we're going to right to the we're going right to the playoffs, bro. Like I think uh I think they're just gonna give the cup to the Sabres. That's my opinion. No, but, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Stop get carried away. You know who doesn't want no, I'm just kidding. But no, but uh like so so she we're sitting at dinner time. My son cooked dinner for us, our 20 year old he made a nice salmon and some fried rice and uh she's like, Man, I'm in a funk. She's like, I don't know if I just don't feel good or if I'm just like depressed. And I'm like, Well, this was different and new for a week and now we're over it. Now we're yeah. like, now we're you know, she's like, you know, at least I get to leave. Well, I get to leave to go to work, right. which usually is fun, but now it's not so fun because of all of what we're dealing with, you know, like going to the firehouse yeah. and throwing ladders and stretching lines and, oh, wait, oh, oh, you get to go to a fire or two today? Sweet. Now it's like, right. man. And the camaraderie that comes with all that. Absolutely. You take all that away, the camaraderie starts to disappear. I mean, even if you're riding the chair all day or if you're doing a, an hour around the kitchen table and then chores and TV and disinfecting twice mm-hmm. a day. It's yeah. not the same, man. Guys are disappearing. Bro, six, guys are keeping distance. And... Yeah, guys are going to – they're scattering. No one, yeah. Nobody wants to be around each other unless we're on runs. And even those runs are adding adding to the stress. But I'll tell you this, though, man. I think also this is a good way for a big freaking cop-out. I think it I think it allows us to separate. I think this whole social oh, distancing sure. thing, I hate it. I hate that I can't shake a guy's hand. No, I, know I can't embrace. I can't embrace a brother or like yeah. have a conversation and have a good laugh and slap him on the back. Like, right? Yeah. Like, drives me. I'm, I'm having a hard time with it, but I also think though that this is convenient for the people that are forced into socializing. Right? I mean, more and more we're becoming an introverted society, man. More and more, the guys in the firehouse, the younger generation, they're a little more introverted. They're a little more to themselves on their phone and their books and their this and that. Mm-hmm. And so this just promotes that and it fucking excuse my language man but it it drives me nuts that this is i don't want this and i hit on this before i don't want this to be the crutch of the fire service that all of a sudden this is acceptable it's not acceptable that's what i keep hearing no i keep hearing the new norm the new norm fuck that bs right no way bs and uh but you know i think it takes guys like us that really have to stem that sean and your company and john and your house man like we need to be sure that our guys understand that this is a temporary thing, and as soon as that green light comes back, we're jumping on it, and we're gonna work yeah. twice as hard to Listen, get that camaraderie I, and pride back. In the I'm one of the I'm one of the biggest guys for stopping and walking through a a building that's under construction right. or a target hazard with right. my crew just yeah. to just to get out there. I miss the interaction with our citizens. And I love going shopping with my crew. I got, I got three guys that like to cook, myself included. And I, I like saying hi to the little old ladies in, the, in shop, right? And, you know, the grocer or the, the butcher that's doing an awesome job. Are you job. kidding me? It's like a game. I love engaging yeah. these people, man. Like, I, 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 I miss that. 
it, and it's, and you know what, for me, it's funny because the other lieutenant, both lieutenants in my house, by 11 o'clock, we're like, yo, what's for dinner? We got to figure that out. And we got to have that in play be, before we even have lunch. So we know what we're, who we're sending out. Unfortunately, now it's who we send out to buy. And you're like, don't fuck this up, right? I know we're family friendly. Don't fuck up this. You got to get this, this, and this. When I cook, I love going to the store because I know what I want to buy. Well, oh, I don't it. want right. this. I want right. that. I'm, I'm very particular with my meals and the ingredients. It makes me, it, it's actually comical to me that you can send a guy. So one of the rigs runs short while this guy's out shopping or how's that work? So right now we, unfortunately we've canceled all vacations. I got to pick so, them up on the way. So right now we've actually got an, a fourth guy is able to go. We give him a gig, uh, uh, a spare vehicle. We got a, uh, we got a suburban that used to be a cheap gig. It's the backup chief's gig. He'll shoot to the store. He'll buy and he'll come back. Uh, that's because we can't send a full company to the store anymore. We don't have any of those. Thank goodness. But like we, we do have, like I said, the, uh, you know, We've been doing a lot of. What are you laughing at, Jeremy? Trying ah, to support. Trying to support the, um, you know, local restaurants. So yesterday, like last night, we ordered. We ordered in. Uh, we got some pizza wings. And, <sighs> Hard to order out. I can't do that. Nah, but you know what I mean. It's one of those things, like, you know, just to support the local, no, the, I, the, the local restaurants that are struggling. Like we have, we have a guy that's very near and dear to us. It's got a catering shop. And listen, man, like in Buffalo. They lost St. Patrick's Day weekend. That's that's the Huge. year for a lot of these places. And same with the city, I'm sure by you guys, but it's the year for most of these restaurants, bars, places, and they lost that. And um, so, you know, like tomorrow we're probably going to do fish from from this caterer. The guy's a great dude, and he takes care of the firefighters. And, you know, I text him today. I'm like, hey, bro, like I'm thinking probably going to get eight fish fries from you. I'm like, the only caveat is, dude, you're going to have to deliver them because he's his his business is in another town in a village outside of the city. We can't go get it, but he's like, yeah, I'll take care of you. I'm like, dude, no, just like charge us what you're going to charge us. Like, I know it's going to be good. And we've, you know, but, but when we go, we can't go shopping before. So this new thing, like I was telling you earlier, they want us not wearing our gear in the supermarkets. I'm like, well, like I'm a big dude. And my front seat of my truck is like that big. And it just, physics don't work that way bro like I, i'm not you know I, i'm not gonna i'm not gumby i'm not gonna be able to get that gear on so i'm glad he didn't uh, just slam me and call me small well, well I mean, he, he we took know. the words out of my mouth Bob, but like <laughs> jeremy and i understand you know like uh i get it you know you, you start pulling things you can't put them back you know <laughs> trying, to, no. trying to get <laughs> no no but uh but i like oh you know, but we can't, and they're like, well, can you go before work? And I'm like, no, because most stores now are doing like senior citizen hour from seven yeah. to eight, you know, so, right. which is great. Like, Hey, like I, I understand people like the, that generation, uh, they're scared and that's fine. So have their time, but I can't shop. And I like to shop in the neighborhood. I work my firehouse is 10 miles from my house, you know? And right. So, but it is what it now, is. Like, like, I, I hear like, you about, like uh, local, but uh, one of the things like you don't, you got a decent size, you got a small size house. You got two companies. I got three companies. I got a battalion and a chief's aide. So when we try and buy, we, tr we buy so we can have pretty much lunch the next day. Okay. So, or all, it's all you can eat. 
and we got some guys that have been stepping up lately. We had we had pork stuffed pork loin the other day. We had lasagna the other day. We had Spanish lasagna. It was an Italian lasagna, but made by one of the Spanish guys. He's phenomenal. Eddie Eddie cooked phenomenal. They, no needle, no no noodles, all tortilla. No, no, no. It was all noodles. It was great. John, look at who you're talking to, bro. You're, I know. Like, I, I got the pies on. You hear my here. stomach grumbling? No, you hear my stomach oh, grumbling through the, through the mic? You know, like. Skinny, skinny so, guys telling us but about we got, But we got yeah, enough, right, exactly. we got enough food you. for at least you a couple companies, at least a, a company or two for lunch. And that, that was one – whenever I bought for dinner, I made sure we had enough extra for at least maybe a couple guys to have lunch the next day. And, you know – it's great to support local, Sean. You're absolutely right. And once everything is back on its feet, but maybe I'm the germaphobe. But I want to limit the amount of people that have touched on my food. Yeah, but listen, like I, I'm a big picture guy. I'm a big okay. picture guy. Everything about the fire service, right? Yeah, it's great. We can order out, but then that eliminates the kitchen time. We can cook. We can send one guy out, but that eliminates our time together in a, in the store, which is usually comedy out, you know, comedy time where guys are, you know, you grab the new kid and you introduce them to the old lady behind the counter and like you have a great rapport and, you know, like I love that stuff because you're, you're taking the situation and educating the young kid, the old guy and everybody in between that it's okay to have fun and enjoy your time and engage the public and enjoy the brotherhood and the camaraderie. We're, we're starting to, we're going to lose all that. We're going to lose that store time. We're going to lose the kitchen time. We're going to lose the eating time. We're going to lose all of that. And that's my concern with this whole thing is I know we're looking at our, our safety. We talked about it when we first started, John, about insurance and all that stuff too. Like, I get that. I get that. But I'm looking at the big picture of this and saying, you know, we have to be very careful that the decisions we're making now don't become the norm of what the fire service is going to become. We have to say that this is temporary and we need to get back to the traditional ways of how we operate and how we've always done it right. because the camaraderie and the brotherhood, once that's gone, right? People bitch that it's gone now. People complain that it's gone. It's out the window. There's some companies that, you know, guys can't even sit in the same room with each other, right? There's other departments that just, you know, they don't train. The culture's terrible. There's no tradition. There's no this, there's no that. We can't allow the companies that people look up to to fall apart from this also. You know, in a, in a department like where you are, Sean. Drop the mic. Yeah. You're, at, you're absolutely you're right. From, you're, you're an old department. Yeah. You're an old department steeped in tradition with probably black and white pictures on the walls. And Hard, man. What? Those That's... guys wearing fireball gloves 40 years ago would have a heart attack if they weren't allowed to go shop or if they weren't allowed to cook or they weren't allowed to have camaraderie. We I tell you, lose track of that. No, it's my biggest struggle is the like the logbook, the journal? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's cool. You still it's do the company? Oh god, yeah. Doing? And and we like don't handwritten you know, or is it? Oh, yeah. oh no, handwritten. Yeah, handwritten. And awesome. I love that. And and, and the fantastic. guys like, you know, Kev, why are you doing that? Run. You can just look, every day. Just look to, it runs up on a computer. I go, yeah, but guess what? You know, in forty years, my grandkid can't look up grandpa's grandpa's uh, runs from like we have a we have a we in the attic of the firehouse we have all the books from back like truck seven was formed in 1893 now i don't think we have any going back that far but you know and it's just so cool the big, you look back. The big journals right right yeah. sean yeah we, the we've big got old, that too like, you just, house no, journals and yeah, our yeah. company journals yep you absolutely. just made my day like i'm, oh, I'm yeah. like no joke that's what i hope to hear 
Because do you know how many people don't have that or have never even seen that? Most. most. So I'm going to, Jeremy, what I'm going to tell you right now, we've got, we're making our rookies do a rookie book. So I told our rookie, we got a new kid, you write every run you go on for your first year and you keep that book around. So they've got like a Marvel notebook. So you write every run you go on and what you learned that day. And I, I pull his book. I look at it. You know, that book comes to work with, I told him, book comes to work with you every day. I want to see it. John, I was in Texas a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about affordable drill towers. We were down there uh, for a long weekend with a bunch of guys. And uh, department had a couple guys there, and they all had journals. And, uh, and they would sit there, and after they took a lecture, after they were outside, they'd go over, they'd kneel, take a knee, and they would write in their journal. And so we start, struck up a conversation, and I said, you know, what is this? And it's, it's my probate journal for my first year. Um, you know, we, we've been instructed to document our first year. So he's like, you know, we, and, and now it's a part of them. And so the, the stories that are going to come from that and, and the experiences they've had and the experiences they will have up until their first year on the line all goes in that journal. I mean, that is an invaluable piece of firematic history and tradition and culture and firematics and, you name it, man. Like that, my, that is so my cool. my book was a little booklet of twenty years ago of just writing stuff down. Yeah. And it's twenty some years old now and it's falling apart. I have I still have pages of it and it's it's cool, but now they that we made them do actual the black and white booklets. Yeah. And you know, and I think that's going to help them either as senior firefighters because they're going to grow to be senior firefighters one day or officers. And they're able to go back and look at what they did that first year and figure out what was impressive. Sean, you got that. What are you showing me up? Come on. I'm just saying this is mine that I keep today with 22 years on as a captain. It's mine. My journal, my little oh, come notebook. Come on, I, I gotta go run in the other room and get it's one. Mine. What do you, what do you, what do you got to show us over there, bro? Some Captain Morgan, you know, rush. Skinny guy, he's probably got a recipe book. Yeah, that diet coke. No, no diet coke. It's real coke, and it's. I real, um, this real captain. This yep, for me. This is legit, legit. This I for me. Um, All right, I'll be back. Give me thirty ah, seconds. It's okay, it's okay, bro. I'll tell you, I'm, I was never one for anything like this. Um, and then probably about six months ago, uh, I just, my brain is always going. And yeah. with National Fire Radio, I have all these ideas and it's how do you capitalize on these ideas? And then I, I move, my wife calls me an 80 percenter. I do something 80 percent, I get bored with it, and I start something new. And I never finish the, the 20 percent, you know, for completion. So in order to do that, I've, I've kept this journal probably for about six months now, man. I make notes in it all the time and yeah. it, flipping back on it. It's awesome. And I can't wait to look at it 10 years from now, you know, with the, well, that's you know, the exactly it. I have, I have a little tiny, a smaller one. I keep like in the, my pants of my, you know, my duty pants at work sure. and then I transfer the stuff to that. But that I, I stole that idea from Ryan from Pennington. He's like, dude, yeah. at the end of every day, you got to do the brain dump. Everything in yeah. your brain just bleh. You know, regurgitate yep. it out on paper because tomorrow you're going to have a whole new thing worth of stuff you need to dump out of your brain. And, and the, the stuff I wish I used it better, back, truthfully, man. but cool. Oh, he's back. Huh. Oh, here's the Hammond Egger. Yeah, yeah. What right. do you got? So, oh, you got it's more in my, my locker. 
Would you grab your kid's notebook from the yeah. from Oh, I'm not going to lie John, to you. That, it's that in my locker like, that, at work. That looks like common core math on that. That looks, <laughs> that looks like fourth grade fourth grade arithmetic. What are you, what are you Come doing? on. No playing me out. X equals Come on. one plus no, six. It's, it's actually in my, it's in my locker in my, uh, in my different fold thing that I've got. But no, I've, ha- I've got it. And it's, it's important because you start looking back at the, the runs you had and the guys you were with. The history is huge. You know, my first captain, I got, I got lucky. I had a really senior captain who was cool as anything. He was chill. Nothing, nothing flustered this guy. And it was just cool that I had this. And then I started adding recipes into like, hey, this is what I, this is what I buy. Or, hey, how do you cook this? Just, Jeremy, going back to what you were saying, I learned mm-hmm. how to cook from three or four guys Absolutely. in the fire, firehouse. Right. My mom, it, it's funny, like, I'm going to go from cooking to writing and writing for major magazines. My mom, who's an English teacher, she's like, I can't believe you ever got published. <laughs> nice. Thanks, I'm mom. like, I love you, mom. Yeah, but I hated Thanks. to write as a kid. You know, I, I, I still do, but I write well. And you know? I've, got, I've gotten better. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and, go, and going back to my rookie book, I, the writing of the directions or instructions about what ingredients and how to cook these things has turned like I've got, I love my spaghetti sauce. I, I like Maybe. it more than my mom's. You know, it's, it's my sauce. But I grew up on my mom's sauce. My mom's Italian. I don't look Italian, but my mom's Italian. I wasn't. I, I didn't want to poke. I didn't want. To, I didn't want. To poke. <laughs> did you say? Did you say you look like a tennis ball? <laughs> I do look like a tennis ball too. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is getting. This is getting tough here. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. It is a tough crowd, but we all love I, each I other. I think. I think though the thing with the journal that that I like the most about it is is I've had a couple of people ask me, "What is that?" And I'm like, oh, "It's a journal." What like a big guy like myself who's outspoken and very charismatic and out there and they go you have a journal I'm like oh yeah it's not like a diary it's just it's an idea book it's uh it's a book of situations and ideas and and remembrance if you will um and i i have found in the last like six months maybe maybe 10 maybe almost a year now i've had this book but i don't think so um it's probably been about six months but the value that it brings me is like what Sean, John, when you stepped away, Sean and I were talking about it real quick and he hit on it. You know, it's that, it's that dump. It's that at the end of the day, you take your thoughts and ideas and you're, you're able to just drop them down because you're going to forget them and you're going to move on. And the next day is coming. And there's a lot of value in what we learn and you know, the big lessons we learn and we take them with us, but the small little pieces of nuggets, you know, those little nuggets that we learn every single day, you're not going to remember them. And so to be able to jot them down, to go back to them at a later date and time, or just for a good laugh or a smile or a smirk six years from now, when I thumb through this thing and I go, holy shit, I remember I talked to John and, you know, Sean that night and, and it was the coronavirus and like just being able to refer back to that. So I love when the younger guys look at the more senior guys and go, you know, what is that? And you educate them and, and not be afraid to. Some guys, some guys wouldn't be caught dead writing in a journal. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, because they wouldn't know what to write. But well, the biggest thing now, is, dude, it's the, the story. I pick the things message up, is, I put them down. Yeah, it's okay to yeah. love your job, bro. Like, it's, I agree. It's cool. Like, it's good. Now, you know, it, it's cool that I get the rookie, 
and we do our drill for the house and then I'll grab him and I'm like, Hey, come on out. We'll do things that I love to do. I'm like, all right, we're going to do uh, lifting and hauling. And you know, Sean's a, Sean's a rescue guru and I, I don't even hold a candle to, to what he does. But like I teach him how to change a belay into a simple lift, a two to one to a belay. And then I teach him a haul system. So it keeps me sharp and him sharp. And I, yeah. I don't request anybody else from the house coming out there. But by the time we're done, I've got three quarters of the house out there hanging out with us, throwing in their two tidbits or their two cents on how to, how to do it a little bit different or make it better. And, uh, that, because it's infectious that, yeah. that, that fills my, I'm going to use my, my wife's term that fills my cup up. It, you know, that fills me that you watching you. You're just like, yeah, she's, 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 yeah, she just opened the door. I don't know. It was yeah, odd. I just threw her a bone, dude. I'm going to give her like, a hug. John, you've been on too long with your friends. It's <laughs> yeah, time for you. No, but I, like, it, fills, it fills my cup. It makes me feel good that these guys, <laughs> that they, that these guys enjoy what we do. And you're absolutely right. It's infectious. Because no, once you start with a couple guys, everybody else in the in the house wants to see what's going on. Dude, we're all kids. We want to know what's happening. We want to be included. Nobody wants to be included in the firehouse. That's right. That's and what, and I, I just will. Did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on, no, you. you. Your show. No, you. You. No, no, you. You got a gift. All my I was. Friend. All I was going to say is, if if anybody's listening and you're the guy that goes out and does some training or or hands on with somebody else in your company and other people don't gather around, it's typically because of the way you're teaching. Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to be said. I think, I think that when you're infectious and you, you create an environment where people want to surround themselves with it, you know, guys will sit in the chairs and sit on the couches or sit at the bar, right? And, you know, they don't want to do anything. But then you get the right guy that starts to show somebody something. And next thing you know, one guy comes over and two guys come over and then six guys come over. They would rather be informed and be a part of something that is positive than not. So if, if you have a group of guys that don't want to get into it, they're not into it because maybe it's your message and how you're going about it. I, right. when we go into firehouses, right, I knock on a door, we walk in, people are very – typically – the senior guys that I'm talking to crusty guys and I'm sure Sean, where you are, there's a lot of older guys that just, they do their thing. I've been here for 30 years. Don't care. Like whatever. When I go into firehouses like that and I start talking about what we do, I find that they're very standoffish and within a half hour into the conversation, they're being a part of the conversation. Right. They find their way there. It's infectious. You have to, there's a certain way, there's a certain aura that you have to build in order to, entice everybody to want to be there anybody yeah. can grab the probe take them outside and show them something but are you showing them or are you teaching them or are you trying to better him right yeah and and it comes from empowering them you know that's right i have a probie brand right it. now he, he he got he went through our academy three years ago but he worked for a local village um a lot of a lot of local outlying career departments send their guys to our academy just because it's easy so he went through our academy and 2016 and then he took the test and he got hired by our job and so he just transferred over but he so they did like an indoc right they put him through the academy for like a month to get him used to the way buffalo yeah. works so now right. he's on my crew you know he's a good kid he's really smart and um <clears throat> the beauty of the way i empower my guys is i'm like look we gotta take him out we owe it to him 
here's what we're going to do. And we, like we went the other day, we found a house. I'm like, look, I want to work at different types of ladder raises. We're not opening the roof today. We're just going to throw some ladders. I want to work on your flat raise, your beam raise, your alley raise, your parallel raise, whatever you call it, whichever, whatever term your department uses, exactly. we're going to use it. Right. And, and I said, here's the three. And I'm like, all right, go. And then I stood there while my senior guy ran the drill and I chimed in and they did it. And then I'm like, grab it. We, you know, we use the 35 a lot by our, our district because just some big damn houses. And I'm like, so now, you're, you know, you 35, it. generally it's a three person raise. I mean, we have the luxury of having dudes. Like we got, we got a lot of bodies. So, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, hmm. well, Jesus, I just ran a nice, awesome, uh, you know, hour and a half drill. And I said four words. It was sweet. And yeah. most of the words I said were a good job. And but it's just, an environment that's infectious. Yeah, and it happened an again. It's an environment where people are comfortable to say they don't know or they're comfortable right. to and lend an it. ear and listen because they may not be sure. They haven't thrown a two-section 35 in a while, of course, you know, right. or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's then, what it's about. Yeah. And, and that's where the yeah, the same thing happened the other day. Now, we same thing. I got this guy and I – I like to do some different kind of, we're the fast team a lot, just based on the way our, our, our geography is in the city. We go to a lot of fires, a lot of times with a fast team. We have a huge district. Right. So I'm working with the rookie again. I'm like, Hey, listen, like most of the time, if you, if you read the studies, you look at the numbers, like, you know, it's like 15% of the time, the fast team or the RIT team, whatever you call it, it's actually making the rescue or doing, doing the work. You know, uh, most of the time it's companies in the area, right? Like if sure. one of you fellas go down and I'm four feet away from you, I'm going to get you. That's just the way of nature of the, so, but I start, I said, but once in a great while we have this, we have these major, you know, my, my crew, especially last year was a tough year for us. You know, not in 2019. And, you know, we had a bunch of different rescues grabs. We were fast team for a couple where our guys got jammed up. And um, so I'm talking to him about like, we have, our Stokes litter, we throw all our gear in it. We bring a mega mover, which is basically like a tarp with handles and a 200 foot search rope are our main thing. So I'm like, well, look, so say we got a guy down in the basement, it's going to be a longer operation. We don't have bridles. We don't have, so I'm teaching these guys how to tie up a Stokes litter using just a rope. So I, you do a bowl and bridle with this thing. And these guys don't learn to bowl it anymore. When I went through the Academy, that knot was failing that was, people. There's, that was the knot. That right? was There's the people that, New Jersey uh, state police knot. Yeah, there's yeah, people that? that aren't on the fire service I now do, because they I couldn't tie a damn bowling. And uh, so I teach this bridal bowling, and I'm like, look, here's what we do. You know, the guy's in the basin, we throw a ladder up, we use a rung as a high point, create a little two-to-one, tie the bowling, get the guy in there, boom, we're, they're out. It's the same difference as using the, the – but my point is, I guess, is that I'm talking about it, and it was just me and him at first. I do this by myself some days because I just – every couple months I tie it just because, you know, just like my – yeah. And all of a sudden, like now there's like four guys there and now there's six and now there's seven and now there's eight. And I'm like, I go, listen, guys, this was an unofficial drill. Like we're still going out and doing a drill. I was just messing around here. And they're like, yeah, it's great cap. And then like, oh, can I try it? I never learned a bowling. Can I try it? Cause these new guys, they don't teach it anymore. Everything you know, got replaced by the figure. You know, eight. We can't lose though. You know what the fire service can't afford to lose is guys like you, hmm. guys like me, guys like John. And I'll tell you why it's not us. It's what we represent. Right. We, we have the ability. I talked about this before taking away the grocery shopping or taking away going for coffee after that run with the guys. It's that hijinks that ensues in the store. And typically it's the senior guy or one of the more senior guys that facilitates the conversation and the laughter and the jokes and this and that. 
inappropriate object in the cart or whatever. Right? We yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can't lose those guys because those we are don't eat guys. squash. Right. What is that? I don't know what that is. What is that? The inappropriate thing in the in the cart. Oh yeah, that's not what I had in mind. But what the fuck? Come on. National Fire Radio has a lot of female listeners, so I was just trying to do the right thing. (laughs) What, like actual female listeners? All right, let's move on. So two, three or four. Hold on. My thing is this: we cannot afford to lose the guys that are the backbone, and the guys that take the initiative to instill the values and the lessons and the training and all of that. And we are losing them and we're losing them at a very fast pace. So we need to be very careful of that. And to bring it back around to that COVID, the Corona thing right now, we're, we're eliminating a lot of this conversation in the firehouse. We can't, Mm -hmm. we cannot, we cannot afford to lose these conversations. Cannot. You're so right. You're so right. And that's why your platform is so, so big because it's a virtual conversation, obviously, but it's there, you know, and I, I, we, it's just, we, we have some young guys that are stepping up and want to learn, want to awesome. be, they're collecting the patches and they're doing, uh, you know, they're going to the trainings and they're doing all that stuff. But for every one of them, there's 10 that don't care. And that's the trouble. You're right. Those are the guys we're after, you know? So you got to reach them. And you know what? I, I try and talk with my, my rookies all about it. He, this guy was, he was aces. He came on as a, he was our first fire department intern as a high school senior. He came in and interned with us and we were lucky enough to get him. So I try and talk to him to reach out to his, his fire, his fire class. I'm like, listen, you got to get out to classes. You got to get out to these trainings, get out to anything that's offered to you. So you you can see what's bigger than the fire service in these 3.2 square miles that we have. So Jeremy, we talked about this last time uh, when we, when we recorded it's, it's so important to see the bigger picture of the fire service. And again, Sean has passion. You have passion. I have passion and nothing makes me happier when it's a one to two person drill and by the end of it, we've got five to six to seven to eight people watching and contributing. That's, that's mm-hmm. huge. That makes, that makes my day. Of course. Of course. I agree. So. <clears throat> what do you think? We've been talking for think. about 90. 90 minutes here, bro. We're getting Is that close. a lot of time to go? Like we're out of here, wrap it up? I don't know. I'm out of no, blues and all that. I'm free beer. It's all so. good. Sean, you working tomorrow? Yes. So I got to stop. Anyway. I mean, I got to stop with this. We can talk yeah. all night. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, ba- I'm no, back. I'm in back in tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is a new, new. So Dude. we get a That's, and that's the crazy part. What, what new is going to come down? What, how are we going to change responses or how are we going to handle the house? I know we got some, we got some stuff happening at work and I'm not at liberty to talk, but uh, things are going to be new tomorrow. So, so John, I, I think in your position, right. Um, and Sean as department officers, right. A company officers. And, uh, and I know John, I think at times you're the acting too, aren't you? Every you once need- in a while I do. Yes. Right. So this 
greatly affects you guys more than, you know, the, the guy in the back seat. Right. Right. And there's, yep. you know, you guys have that added level of stress. Now, Sean, you talked about like, Hey, we weren't busy yesterday. However, I was exhausted. Yep. There's, I, I think that's a conversation too, that needs to be had. And I think you guys should go after that conversation maybe in your next show. Cause I don't want to be a part of it, but I'll tell you this. No. I, I think, <laughs> I think what's interesting though is, you know, hitting, and this goes back to the whole different ice cream store flavors. Like, you guys can speak specifically to the company officer or chiefs and, and the higher ups, right? Then there's also the rank and file too. The back, the guy riding the nozzle man in the back seat, he's like, whatever. They just tell me what I got to do. If today I got to wear a mask, tomorrow I got to wear this, I got to do this. Yeah. They don't care. You guys yeah. burden a lot of that stress, right? Because not only do you have the authority or the responsibility for yep. the other guys, it's not even just the responsibility. It's also performing in your role with new imposed rules that just rolled off the press right. four hours before you walk through the door. And, well, I, and that's it. And they're not all popular and that's correct. exactly what Absolutely. it is. And, right. and the guys and are some like, of them well, don't even make sense. No. And a lot don't make right. it, but they're going, right. they're doing the best they can do. That's it. Right. And that's exactly that's right. it. It's like, they're doing like, best practices like, that have worked in the last two weeks. I don't, I don't that, always like what, I yeah. don't always like what I'm passing down to you, but that's my job. And you know, and these guys, my job like is to keep you this, as safe as possible. Well, and I owe it. And I said that we had this talk yesterday with the guys and I said, I go, you know, I was pretty frustrated about something else that I can't talk about. I can sure. talk to you guys offline, but I can't talk about here. And I'm like, you know, I go, look, you know, here's a situation. And I said, you guys, the short time I've been working with you guys, I've grown to love you. I've grown to care immensely about you. And <clears throat> I owe it to you. And I lose sleep at night wondering if I'm, if I'm laying the groundwork to set you guys up for success every time we pull out that door. And I, I said, it. it's, it's super easy to go like, oh, oh, uh, oh, Invisible Man's on today. Let's go watch it. Well, I'm upstairs and I'm, I'm on, I'm reading Chief Star and stuff or I'm watching your stuff or I'm listening to John, John and I are talking and I'm like, okay, so for the next call, here I am. But like the problem I have is this like, we're seriously like tomorrow I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be like, I might've lost two more guys that think they might be, they might have symptoms. So the, basically the department now says, if you're asymptomatic, you better show up period. We got houses that have a couple houses that have guys that are confirmed. And so right. people are freaking out and rightfully so, you know, people are scared. And, and you, and you're behind the curve where we, you're like a week behind us. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right now, we've got, we got some things coming down the line. We got some house cleanings coming up and uh, it's, it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Right. And, but I also think it's important too, John, that, uh, you know, it's just as, uh, as bosses and leaders and, and somewhat of authority that, you know, we have to be able to roll with it too. And we can't always put it back off on the guys and, and, you know, showing the stress that the stress levels that we're getting from the top coming down, we can't, we have to be able to filter that. And that's part of the stress that we deal with is right, being right. able to say like, you know, trying to how to filter that to get to the end. Nope. You're absolutely right. We got to leave from the front and push from the rear. That's right. When we have to. Yeah. And it, it's our job, you know, whether yeah. uh, I don't want to say whether it, it's because we get that pay or because we get the position or whatever else, but we got to lead by example. We got to do the right thing because we're there for that. We're there for them. I'm going to steal that line from Chief Isaacson and we're there for our own members. Yeah. Which is important yeah. too. So, uh, 
I've already texted my guys, my, my house, my officers, and, you know, put out some information that I got just to keep them informed because nobody likes surprises. So even it's a trickle down thing and a trickle up thing, you know, you, you just listen to Jocko, um, any of his books, everybody wants to be informed, whether it's up or down the chain and you, you pay, you put that information out there and you let those guys know what's going on. Cause no one wants to be surprised when they walk up at eight o'clock in the morning or seven 55 or at seven o'clock and they can't do X, Y, or Z, which they normally do. That's right. That's it. That's it. So, so take care of your people. Like they're your family. Cause you know what? They are. They're my family. I watch out for them like I do my kids and my wife. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now more than ever, I mean, now more than Absolutely. ever, it's a bigger job. And so, you know, there's a lot going on and uh, everything's changing by the day, as we just said. So here we are. So, Sean, what, what's the phrase? I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Wash your hands. Yeah, sleep. I got a million phrases. Are you kidding me? I got a million phrases. I lost you guys. Hold on. You said wash your hands. Wash, come yeah, on. wash my hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash well, your hands. Anybody, Everybody stay anybody safe. Have anything to get that stink off my phone. Yeah. Uh, I think lemon juice and gasoline. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I want to know out of this whole hour and 40 minutes we've been talking, Sean, over your shoulder is a pair of handcuffs hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> those are lights. Oh, that's those, a light. those are lights. Where is your mind, see. Jeremy? Uh, my mind's filthy, man. Like I know, I know what my red room looks like. I didn't know what your red room looked like. So yeah, I apologize. Listen, bro. Oh, I... Crap, that looked like a pair of handcuffs over your shoulder. That's it. The whole freaking time I was sitting here. That no, the, yeah, that one on his, the right. his yeah. big head was blocking the other one. Right straight back there. <laughs> those are those are my. Uh... <laughs> No, the All lights, right. the track the lighting. <laughs> Dude, I remember track light, the, the light. Sean, you'll yeah, see, I see, you see the video I see of this. <laughs> I can see it, bro. I can see it right behind uh, my head. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Yeah, those are it lights, like, yeah. Not now this, is my, if, this is my <laughs> Engine 21 blanket. Put your head back to where it was. No, the other, right there. It looks like a pair of handcuffs hanging from the ceiling. Some freaky shit going on here, bro. I'm dying, man. It's just cold winter. No alcohol <laughs> and no freaky right. shit. Yeah. Right. On, that, on that note. On that, on note. that note. Hey, it's fellas, Red Line Radio signing off. And Jeremy, go ahead. Do yours. Uh, fellas, thank you, man. What a, what a fantastic oh, opportunity awesome. tonight. I'm glad that we got together. Um, I'm sorry it went longer than probably you usually go. But uh, I like yeah, to talk good. a lot. But I think tonight was fantastic. And it's Once. overdue. Um, congratulations on the success of uh, Thin Red Line Radio. You guys are doing some great stuff. Uh, good luck with your firehouse, uh, your firehouse kitchen table conference, uh, May third and fourth. We're gonna promote that. I saw you guys already shot the stuff over to me. I saw while we were sitting here. Uh, yeah. We'll get that up for you. Um, proud to support Thank that. You. The fact that it's going to, uh, you know, some good causes and, you know, for ten bucks a day for these guys. I mean, come on, man, it's a no-brainer. I mean, everybody should oh, be dialed great. in on this. So. We'll certainly promote that and get that out there for you. But I just want to say thank you, man. Um, whether it's your show, my show, it doesn't matter. You know, no, we're, the three of us are sitting here, and for Rob, that couldn't – Rob's working tonight. He couldn't get on, uh, and Tucker and Sebi and so on. But, you know, all the guys in National Fire Radio, C-Bass. it's the same. Kick, kick his ass. Kick his ass. Ultimately, 
it's all about making this job a little bit better. No, absolutely. Um, and you guys do great stuff, and I'm I'm very happy uh, to call you friends, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more with you guys. Um, yeah. Sean, we'll get you in on that on tap. Next time in studio. Once we're allowed to. You know, Why only like, Sean? Come on. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, John, how are you? Oh, hey. Because, it, because if we were up there together, I'd look like I hate you. Sean and I have talked about this before. But, John, I. Mini me? What? The, listen, you're through the lock stuff, and I talked to you about this already, and that we got to awesome. do this. But you have some incredible stuff that Thank I think you. needs to be shared. Um, and I'd love to be able to help you with that. So we'll. I appreciate Sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. But thank you. Um, and, you know, Thin Red Line Radio, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing the interviews. Um, I've learned a bunch of shit from you guys and uh, I'm proud to call you friends and mentors uh, and there's a lot more to come. So thanks for having me on your show and thanks for being on my show and uh, for Jeremy and the rest of National Fire Radio with the guys from Thin Red Line Radio. National Stay Fire safe. Radio. Take care. All good.